Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things which they ought not, for the sake of dishonest gain. One of them, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men who turn from the truth. To the pure all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure, but even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. So for the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word, the uh, elder then is, has a ministry that's necessary because the Lord has appointed particular teachers of particular character in order to preserve particular doctrine and bear particular fruit. The elders are the ones that the Lord has uh, appointed and whom he not only redeems, but works in them the graces that we have seen, especially in verses 5 through 9 uh, of this chapter, one of which is that they are not men of shameful gain. It was uh, translated greedy for money, but it is the word for shame and the word for gain, and the word for gain doesn't just mean money. And it is the uh, the same idea the elder must not be what, at the end of verse 11, these other men are. Uh, and so the, the Lord has appointed particular men to be the teachers in his church. And when somebody else makes himself the teacher in the church, uh, they are, as verse 10 uh, calls them, insubordinate. Which means, for instance, uh, in a lunch conversation on the Lord's Day among the, the adolescents or the adultescents of the church, you know, someone taking a theological position other than or opposite to what's in the Westminster Standards, theology that I preach and teach from the Bible because it's what the Bible teaches. And the elders of the church, including myself, all had to take vows uh, to teach only uh, according to those things, uh, lest we be those who teach false doctrine and, uh, and lead the church in error, um, lead the church to not actually know God, uh, as we find out by the end of this passage. So there's, um, it's pretty high stakes, isn't it? Uh, if what's at stake is whether you have a church where God is actually known and the life of Christ is actually in the people, or you have a church with various ideas of men and a profession to know God, and maybe people sincerely believe that they do have knowledge of God, but their conduct uh, makes it clear that there is no life for righteousness of Christ uh, counted for them or in them as borne out by how they live. Uh, and so uh, the Lord has uh, particular teachers, and their teaching is uh, intentional or well thought out uh, and uh, true and uh, with, uh, with good intentions. Uh, so... The, the insubordinate, they end up 
speaking idle talk and deception. Look at verse 10. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers. Uh, and the uh, theological error, the theological errors that get spoken in the church get spoken two ways. One, idle talk. Somebody who is not well-trained, does not know his Bible. Uh, he, you know, this does not necessarily mean hadn't been to seminary, but he is not uh, well-read in uh, those who understand the Bible well. He doesn't know how the whole thing fits together, uh, etc. And he's, he just spouts opinions. It's a enjoyable pastime together to, uh, to make this theological opinion and that theological opinion. Idle talk. Uh, but idle talk subverts people uh, because an, uh, uh, someone who is uh, not uh, skilled in the word of God speaking to somebody else who is not skilled in, in the word of God, it might end up being just idle talk for the first one, but the other one's like, oh yeah, that sounds right. And they get led into a, a false idea, an untruth, theological untruth. Then there are others who um, are actually trying to bring people to their position over against what the scriptures actually teach as Lord Jesus's uh, appointed elders are teaching them. Uh, and so whether it's the elder talker or the deceiver, and he puts up to the deceiver, especially those of the circumcision, because they were always trying to bring uh, people to, to their view. You can read, for instance, the entire book of Galatians and, and how the... Uh, Apostle talks about them in Galatians chapter 5 at the end of the book, always trying to bring them over. So the elder's job is not just to teach in the right way. Uh, you see the uh, the other part of his job in verse 11, whose mouths must be stopped. Those who teach idly need to be told, stop your idle theological talk. You are theologically, spiritually, morally harming the body of Christ. Their mouths must be stopped. And they end up subverting uh, whole households, uh, teaching things that they ought not. And this is especially in the case of the deceiver, uh, but also in the case of the idle talker. Uh, they are not ashamed to advance themselves. They want to look clever. They want to look curious. They want to have influence on others. Uh, maybe they want to seem like an independent spirit, and they think that anybody who just believes uh, what the church teaches from the Bible is a sheep or whatever it is, uh, they see, they think it advances them in some way to be these theological talkers. But we are not to be advancing ourselves. We are to be serving and advancing the cause of Christ. The Christ who gave us his spirit, the Christ who by his spirit gave us the Bible, the Christ who has appointed elders in his church uh, and part of uh, their qualification for elder is that they hold fast to the word as they were taught, uh, as we just heard in verse 9. Uh, and so there's, it's either advancing self or advancing Christ. And it's helpful for us in this context to remember that that's always true. In any situation, you can either be hoping to advance yourself, whether it's financially or influence or in, uh, in the praise and esteem of others or whatever, you can either hope to advance self or hope to serve Christ. You cannot do both. You cannot do things for the glory of Christ while desiring that you would be glorified in the process. That is not how glorifying Christ works. And so it's good for us to remember that. Because we usually find out not on the front end 
when we still think we're doing it for the glory of Christ, but on the back end, when we feel really hurt or wounded or disappointed that people didn't notice how awesome we were. And then we realize, oh, I was advancing my own glory. That was for shameful gain. Well, we need, uh, and the Lord has appointed for his church those who are exercised, those who have skill in recognizing such things about themselves and are not seeking for themselves to be advanced by their teaching. One of the reasons why the right teaching is so important is because the right teaching is the means uh, by which the Lord Jesus gives you himself. The Lord Jesus gives himself to his people. And we need him because what we are needs to be overcome. Uh, it's not just Cretans who in their original nature are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. What a dreadful mistake we would make to be from another time or another place and read verse 12 and say, oh man, yeah, they really needed those elders in Crete. And think that that means by comparison we didn't know. He's describing the sinful nature. The sinful nature in the Cretans belongs to all the children of Adam apart from Christ. And this is why we must have the right doctrine. It tells us who God is, who we are, what we are like and how we got that way who the Lord Jesus is, and what he does for sinners like we are. Uh, and so the theology of the Bible is the only solution for us not being liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. What he's saying here, he's quoting a man named Epimenides from like 400 years earlier. What he's saying here is our need for the Lord Jesus and his life and righteousness in us is so obvious that even the pagans can see it. Therefore, rebuke them sharply. Not all the Cretans, although they do need to be rebuked too, but the idle talkers and deceivers, the insubordinate. They need to be rebuked sharply because they're harming the Lord Jesus' church. Because whether it's Jewish fables, a lot of, you know, there's some, for instance, uh, creating laws that uh, isn't actually there or uh, trying to use a civil law that belongs to a body politic that the Lord has destroyed uh, or a ceremonial law that belongs to uh, an age of the church is superseded when the priesthood changed from the sons of Aaron to the Melchizedekian priesthood of the Lord Jesus. And they they try to come up with rules that will produce godliness. But they can't produce godliness, and it's not actually uh, wisdom. Remember the parallel back from 1 Timothy chapter 4, where he says, The Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused. If it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And so the thing that makes the difference is not inventing more rules from men. Men actually have to be changed into believers who know the truth. And that's how they end up using God's good creation in a good way. You cannot take an evil man and add rules 
and end up with good use of God's creation. Especially since often the rules are creation, the created thing is bad. I know the solution to my sin. I'll stop using all that bad stuff that God made. No, that's a doctrine of demons. That's what Adam sounds like when he falls and says, the woman that you gave me. If I had just abstained from being married. And so they're not to give heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men. Whenever you, whenever you come up with your own commandments and think that those are the things that are going to produce godliness, you are turning from the truth. Verse 14. And then he gives the same principle uh, in verse 15 that we just read out of 1 Timothy 4. To the pure, all things are pure. In other words, it's the spiritual condition of the heart that gives the wisdom to recognize what is good, the wisdom to use it uh, in a good way. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Even their mind and conscience are defiled. So you can have your great big long list of what you shouldn't eat and what you shouldn't drink, uh, etc., but if you got an unbeliever doing the eating and drinking, he's going to eat in sin and drink in sin. And it doesn't matter what he eats or drinks. And so he's making the point that if the mind and conscience are defiled, then there's no amount of rules that can make a righteousness. And so right teaching of the scriptures through which the Lord Jesus gives faith in himself and works out his life in us, sanctifies us, makes us holy in our mind, in our heart, in our conscience. That is how godliness is produced in uh, in the Lord's people. And so when you have these insubordinate, not Christ-appointed theological talkers, and they speak their own ideas, commandments of men, they speak their own ideas instead of what the Bible actually teaches, uh, you end up with a people who are hoping in men and their ideas instead of a people who are living by faith in the Lord Jesus and having the life and godliness of Jesus worked out in them. At the end of the day, when someone, doesn't matter how much someone, professes to know God, I know Jesus, I'm a good Christian, I've been a Christian for however many years, etc., etc., if they don't have the life and righteousness of the Lord Jesus being worked out in them, you can be sure that they are not joined to Jesus by faith. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him. Why? Because they're still in themselves. And so they're abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Good works can only be done by those who have been saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that not of themselves. Until they are new creatures in Christ Jesus, they cannot walk in good works that God has prepared beforehand for them. And so the the teaching ministry of the elders, including the stopping of the mouths of the unappointed, uneducated, unorthodox, is vitally important for the genuine knowledge of Christ, the genuine knowledge of God uh, in the church. Pray for your elders and 
uh, see to it that you stick to the doctrine that you have been taught. doesn't mean you can never talk about theology. It just means that the style of talking is one which holds to what you've been taught and doesn't propose new ideas. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for how continually we find that your word is exactly suited to everything we need. It does not surprise us, Lord, but it continually delights us that you in love and wisdom have given us such a word. We pray that you would help us to follow this portion of your word, that we would hold to your word, your truth, as we have been taught, and that we would not be idle talkers or deceivers. We do pray for our elders, that they too would would do the same and would stop the mouths of those who don't. Have mercy on your church so that when we profess to know God, it may be shown by our behavior, by our works, that we do know you because it is your life that is in us. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.